Welcome to Carolina's Cup of Joe. We are so happy to have you join us. Today, we will be featuring one of Archdale's coffee shops that has been in business for 15 years. The Wet Whistle Company is a local favorite that sells all things coffee, smoothies, wine, and beer. Wet Whistle Company was created so people can have a place to catch up with friends and make memories while enjoying a fresh cup of coffee. The Wet Whistle Company is located in Archdale um, along a strip mall, and it's a super cute coffee shop that has lots of comfy seating um, and fun decor. They base all of their drinks off of song names, so today I'm enjoying the Adore You, um, which is a creme brulee latte, and it's super yummy. Um, All of their menu items are unique to them, and they come out with different menu items for each season, which is super fun to see. And the coffee shop sources their coffee beans from a variety of local roasting companies like Fortuna and Carolina Coffee Roasting Company. Wet Whistle has a huge menu with tons of lattes and other coffee drinks. They have a section of their menu called Favorites Our Greatest Hits with the coffee shop's signature drinks. And right now I am drinking the Sweater sweater Weather and it is amazing. And um, besides drinks, uh, the coffee shop also has treats like muffins, danishes, and other baked goods. And a fun fact about this coffee shop is that they actually have events every Friday night. Um, So they got live music, but they also are a dual drink shop. So they don't just sell coffee. They sell beer, wine. um, And so it's a fun place to go visit any time of the day. Um, And you can always find people there enjoying their coffee and their local community. Joining us today is Crystal. She started her career at a Starbucks in Barnes & Noble and later moved to the Wet Whistle Company, where she started as a barista and eventually moved into a store manager position. She was with the Wet Whistle Company for 10 years and was truly able to share her passion for coffee with all of Archdale. She is now a barista manager at Starbucks located inside Cottrell Hall on High Point University's campus. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you for joining us. You've making this is our. It's our first episode, so it's good to have a familiar face um, on campus join us for it. So just to start, if you want to start by telling us a little bit about you um, and your coffee story, what got you started in the coffee industry as a barista, um, and what ultimately helped you towards a management level position um, at a Starbucks here on campus. All right. So my original first job was at the Barnes & Noble in the Mall Loop Road in High Point. And I actually started out as a bookseller, and then they needed extra help in the Starbucks in that cafe area. So I transferred over on that side when I was 16 years old, and I worked at that Starbucks until I was 18. Um, Then I got offered a position at Zelk because he was a regular customer of mine in that same mall. Um, so I worked there for two years, and then I left Belk and went to the Wet Whistle Company in 2015, I do believe. And I worked there until 2023, so about 10 years. Um, I did start at the bottom. Um, I came in making minimum wage, and within two years, I became the store manager at the Wet Whistle Company in Archdale. Um, And just a little bit about the Wet Whistle Company, it's very cool. It's a multi-beverage company. So not only do they sell coffee, but they also sell wine and craft beer. They do live music on Fridays. Um, They try really hard to support local business. 
Um, so the coffee is not grown locally. That is grown overseas, unfortunately, but it is roasted locally. Um, it's a medium roast. The guy who roasts it, his name is Nasi. He owns a company called Fortuna Enterprises, which I also worked there for a little while um, with the roasters closely. Um, and their signature roast is a medium roast, and it is absolutely delicious. And the Wet Whistle Company is actually where I've found my passion for coffee. Um, Carol Hamilton, the owner of the company, actually um, let me go to Fortuna Enterprises and work with Nasi, the roaster, for a little while um, to let me gain an unbelievable amount of knowledge uh, for coffee and how it's roasted, how it's grown. Um, one of the coolest facts about coffee is um, everything is handpicked. Before they become coffee beans, they're called coffee cherries, and they're actually red. They look like little cherries. Interesting. I've oh, never that heard cool. that. <laughs> so um, I really became appreciative of like when I would spill a bean, because you would think, oh, a bean, oh, that's not a lot. But you got to remember, there's probably almost 10,000 beans and maybe a five-pound bag of coffee and somebody literally handpicked every single one of those beans. That is um, so crazy. That gave me, yes, it gave me a whole new appreciation, you know, to be, you know, very careful. Um, another fun fact that a lot of people don't know about coffee is people think that the stronger the roast, the more the caffeine. It's actually opposite of what you think. So the lighter the roast, the more caffeine you have. So blonde would be typically your lightest roast. Mm-hmm. which has the most caffeine. Then you would have what's called a medium roast, and that's kind of like in the middle. That's where, you know, people have always heard of Pike Place. That's Starbucks' signature medium mm-hmm. roast drip coffee. Um, that's where people kind of like to stay. And then you have your bowl. And then how you get decaf is you just roast the heck out of it. They okay. literally roast it until it's almost black. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yeah. I definitely am one of those misbelievers where I thought it was the opposite way around. No, me too. I thought blonde would have the least amount of caffeine. Yeah. Yep. So blonde definitely has the most. Then you have the medium and then you have um, that dark roast and then, of course, decaf at the end. Okay. So you truly are the coffee expert. You've seen it from all sides. You've seen it as a barista. You've seen the roasting side. Um, and everything in between. So what um, is your favorite type of drink to make, like, um, as a barista? Yeah, so, like, a latte, macchiato, a cold brew, anything. So my favorite drink to probably make as a barista is purely for the aesthetics. Um, would probably be an iced caramel macchiato, just because you can see all those really cool layers and how the espresso really sits on top. Yeah, those are pretty drinks. Yeah, they I always love those come drinks the best. And but so, um, what is your go-to drink to make for yourself too? So it varies. It varies depending on location, believe it or not, because I am a coffee snob, and I definitely do know that about myself. Um, so every place I go, you know, the espresso tastes a little bit different. So particularly at the Wet Whistle Company, I would get what was called a crystal ball. And what it is, is it's uh, four shots of espresso over ice with Homeland Creamery chocolate milk. It is fantastic. It's thick, rich, and creamy. Um, my favorite drink at Starbucks would be 
the brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. Oh, I love that um, one. An extra shot. Yep. Except sometimes um, I don't really do oat milk. Sometimes I'll switch it up for regular milk, or I might not do milk at all just because sometimes me and any kind of dairy, even if it's non-dairy, don't always get along. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, feel like that's my struggle with coffee. Yeah, me too. I do oat milk or almond milk usually because regular milk, not the best for my stomach. Yes, yes. And that seems to be like a a new thing. Um, Y'all are probably younger than I am, but within the like millennial and the Gen Z generation, there's like this big like dairy intolerance. Yeah. Okay, so we obviously, um, this podcast is going to be traveling to a bunch of different coffee shops in the local triad area. Um, And each coffee shop kind of carries its own culture with them. So what Mm -hmm. would you say was one of your favorite parts of the Wet Whistle Company, kind of culture-wise, but also just like the customers that came there and it attracted? I would have to say the most attractive thing about the Wet Whistle Company from a employee standpoint would be Archville is such a small town, um, and I worked there for 10 years or more. Um, I literally knew every customer by name, what they drink, you know, if they had a family. And also, I grew up in Archdale, so a lot of these people, you know, I might have kind of already known. Um, so just building those customer connections um, versus, you know, being at a Starbucks where, you know, everything's so fast-paced and in and out. Um, one of the cool things about the Wet Whistle Company was just you could create those customer connections and build bonds. And then, you know, you go to the grocery store and then you're like, oh, hey, it's the Wet Whistle Girl. I'm like, hey, how are you? Um, So definitely I'm very social. So the social aspect for me was what really kept me there. Yeah, I was going to say we've talked a lot about as we've done research to get this podcast started. There's such a positive community that surrounds coffee. And I think that the people that are attracted to the, especially the neighborhood coffee shops um, tend to be a lot friendlier um, and bring a lot of joy to all of the people that they come across. Yeah, definitely. Um, So when you go into a coffee shop, what do you look for in a coffee shop? Like, do you look for like comfortable seating? Like, what do you look for in the drinks? Like, what exactly do you look for when you want to try a new coffee shop? Um, One of the things that I look for in a new coffee shop it's just the whole experience as itself. Um, you know, what it looks like on the outside, what it looks on the inside. I usually ask them, you know, is your coffee local? Where do you get your roast from? Um, I usually, you know, try to conversate with the barista. How long have you worked here? What's your favorite drink? Because usually I've always went by the theory of you should always trust your barista because they're the expert. Mm-hmm. So I always ask, what is your favorite drink? And then I have them tell me about it. And if I feel like they're really passionate about it, I'll I'll usually get that one. I always try to do that. I'm not the most explorative, though. I tend to just resort back to my usual favorites. (laughs) I love trying new coffee drinks. Whenever I go to a coffee shop or even Starbucks, like I love trying all the newest Starbucks drinks, all the best coffee drinks, all the coffee shop signature coffee drinks. Like I just love trying different things. Yeah. And one of the cool things about, you know, the local coffee shops, like, what Whistle Company, all of their menu is based off on songs. I think the blend in Thomasville, which I also go to a lot, um, is based off celebrities, which I think is cool. So just, you know, different people's takes on things. Coffee Culture in Raleigh um, does it on different, you know, little um, buildings that they have in Raleigh. I thought that that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so just those little, 
independent coffee shops just have so much culture than some of the big industrial, you know, Dunkin', Starbucks, and stuff like that. Not that those aren't good, um, but they can just put their own spin and their own little unique touch. Yeah, I think that's something we really want to highlight in the course of our podcast is that um, there can be so many coffee shops, but every single one you visit is going to have something different and bring something different to the table, which I think is what makes the coffee industry so unique. Um, but speaking Absolutely. of like the difference between independent coffee shops and kind of corporately owned coffee shops, what has it been like your transition from like you worked at the Wet Whistle Company for so long? Um, what has been your transition kind of moving into a more corporate coffee world, um, especially since you are like a manager of a coffee shop here on a university's campus? Um, so you're kind of made a unique twist um, in your career path from like an independent coffee shop to a corporate one. So if you just want to like highlight a little bit of that and kind of share what your experience has been as you've transitioned. Yeah. So it's actually been a great experience. Um, like I said, you know, I love coffee. Um, one of the things that I do miss is that um, I really wasn't expecting. I was kind of very surprised when I transitioned to the university at Starbucks was how big that mobile is because at the wet whistle we do have a mobile system it was probably you know 90% walk up 10% you know mobile ordering here it's very different um it's much more I would say probably 85% mobile orders and Mm -hmm. maybe 10% walk up um so I really you know miss those customer connections but I do also understand you know that you guys live here and you're getting this, you know, on your way to class and stuff like that. Um, But I do wish that I could, you know, connect a lot more with the students, you know, and just, you know, spread my knowledge or maybe they don't care, but but some people might, maybe not everybody, you know, but just, you know, you know, get it out there about, you know, that coffee is handpicked, you know, and how special it is, you know, just like a piece of art. Um, I look at coffee just like art because somebody's time and effort and, you know, blood, sweat, and maybe even tears, you know, went into this roast that you're drinking every day. Yeah, that's for sure. And I definitely see where you're, where you're coming from. Definitely here on High Point University's campus, it's our mobile ordering is very prominent and a lot of people rely on that for their coffee instead of coming in person to visit and watch you make the coffee. So it's definitely a different experience than going to a local coffee shop and I think I love going to local coffee shops because I like to try different things and get to know the different baristas especially the different cultures especially um, because there are so many local shops here so I do see the diff the big difference between the two yeah like I like going to local coffee shops too Um, whenever I'm here I always mobile order my Starbucks so I never really make that connection with the workers but I do love whenever they write on my drinks and food have a great day or any kind of like positive phrase. I think it's so Mm -hmm. sweet and I feel like it gives me a little connection with the workers. Um, But yeah, usually I just mobile order because it makes it so much easier because usually I'm like on my way to class, like on my way to do something, go back to my room, do homework. So um, I love going to coffee shops to just like sit down, take my time there, you know, get to know the baristas there. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And this is definitely a public service announcement to all High Point University students to go say hi to Crystal at the Starbucks in Cottrell. Um, She would love to chat with you all. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Yes, and if anybody has any questions or, you know, or 
just even want to try something new, you know, don't hesitate um, to talk to a fellow barista or, you know, you can always ask for me personally. We can have a conversation. One fun fact about Starbucks, they have 88,000 different customizations that you could make. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Definitely talk to a barista and try something new. Okay, so my last burning question I have for you is how do you keep it all straight? Like, how do you memorize all the different recipes of coffee um, and every like the, it's such an art, a unique art that I don't think I could ever like become an expert in. Um, I don't have a good memory. So kind of how do you it's kind of like being a bartender, but for coffee, like how do you. Yeah, because there's so many different ways to make lattes and macchiatos and the different syrups and milks that you put in the drinks. How do you do that? So a lot of the basis of everything starts out the same, especially, you know, for syrup pumps, you know, how many shots go in like a small is kind of the universal is, you know, either one or two, depending on, you know, what coffee shop it is or corporate and the same thing, you know, for syrups. Now there might be some, you know, that are tweaks and then, you know, you learn um, a lot comes from muscle memory as well. When you do something so often, um, you feel like you can do it in your sleep. Mm -hmm. So like one of the things that um, is really hard for baristas is like when you start moving things around because their muscle memory is so repetitive because you think they probably make, let's see, this location probably does about 900 transactions a day. Wow. So if a barista is here eight hours, they're probably, they might make the same drink, you know, 50 to 75 times in a day. Yeah, I wonder how many acai refreshers they're making in a day. Probably a lot. Yeah, and vanilla (laughs) caramel lattes. Yeah, because you'll see some um, some baristas. um, Misha's a good example. Um, She can make like two, one in each shaker, and have two going at the same time, and she's double handing it. Versus, you know, somebody newer might be just making one at a time and shaking while she's doing two and shaking up two at the same time, and you know, busting double drinks out. That's how good her muscle memory is. Yeah, I would definitely be a one drink at a time girl, and it would probably take me like 10 minutes per drink. And it probably wouldn't taste good if I tried. (laughs) Everybody's everybody's mobile order, they would all say almost ready because I would take a little long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of the cool things, I know that sometimes, you know, with the mobile ordering, you know, orders and things will get backed up. Um, We can only go as fast as the machines will go, unfortunately. And especially for like a latte or an ice latte, it takes those shots um, anywhere 15 to 20 seconds to taste perfect. If they pull any faster, if they pull any slower, um, it'll start to taste very, very bitter. And I think that that's something that people don't maybe realize as well is, you know, just a few seconds can really alter your drink. It would be like you asking for oat milk and I give you almonds. So if an espresso shot, you know, that's nice and smooth and tastes good can turn real bitter in five seconds. That's literally all it takes. Yeah, there's so much precision to it. Yeah, yeah. It is truly an art, um, I feel like. It really, no, it really is. And I think that that's kind of the hidden, like, special of uh, the coffee industry is it's more than just, like, the latte or the cup of coffee you pick up on your way to work it's the all the work that gets put in behind it um to make the beans so special and then all of the different syrups and ingredients that get put together to create this piece of art that um we all love enjoy 
Yeah, I look forward to drinking coffee every day. And I mean, me and so many other people drink coffee every single day, but we have no idea how much work gets put into our drink every single day. Yep, it literally comes, you know, from them picking it by hand. You know, some coffees, you know, have to sit and cure for a year before they can even be roasted. You know, there's so many different processes that really go behind each special cup of coffee. Um, that can be crafted. So unique and so interesting and amazing that you have been able to see both sides of it from the barista standpoint and the roasting standpoint. I feel like that's a really unique experience that not a lot of young baristas get to um, see in like their the beginning of their career. Their career. Yeah, and um, also having that local coffee shop experience and the fast-paced um, chain coffee shop experience at Starbucks. Absolutely. I've very much enjoyed my coffee journey. I never thought that I would um, end up being a barista manager. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today for our podcast. We are so glad um, we were able to hear your story um, and have you share a little bit about your knowledge um, and your expertise in the coffee industry. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We are so happy we got to share the Wet Whistle Company with all of you. We hope that you will go visit it sometime in Archdale um, and try out one of their signature drinks. It is not a place you want to miss. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I know we really did, and we really loved Wet Whistle and our coffee drinks, and we had so much fun today. We will see you soon, Wet Whistle. Wet Whistle.